The kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I've always found the different sayings and parables, proverbs, you might say, of the different countries and cultures. There's so many that you can read about in German, but Bishop Nkamoki used a good one yesterday, a Nigerian expression, and Nigeria is full of these wonderful and wise expressions. But yesterday, he said, to speak without seeing is the death of a child, and to see something and not to speak is the death of an adult. It's equivalent to our, if you see something, then you should say something. You see, the child acts without understanding, and that is what gets him into trouble. The adult, when he sees something, when he understands the problem, then he must speak up or else. Well, in any case, our blessed Lord spoke in today's gospel, the proper last. He spoke in terms that the audience could understand. He used common speech and common metaphors and a common parable. There are comparisons or stories that illustrate a very serious truth. He talked today about the mustard seed. Now the Jews, in those days, they were very familiar with the mustard seed. Most of us might not be, but it is a small, in fact, it is the smallest of all the seeds, and the Jews used the mustard seed in their parables, their sayings. They say, small as a grain of mustard seed, whenever they're referring to something that they regard as small, insignificant, seemingly of no importance at all. And so they understood the parable of our Lord, that the kingdom of heaven is like to a mustard seed. Well, the mustard seed grows into a beautiful tree, and its branches grow out, and the birds come to land on the branches. Similarly, the kingdom of heaven, the church that Christ came to establish, though it had small beginnings with a group of, an insignificant group of 12 men gathered around one humble maiden, our blessed lady, still it started. And our Lord, its head, he was born in a stable and worked in a carpenter shop and preached only three years. But little by little, that mustard seed of the kingdom of heaven grew until it became a giant tree, as one author put it, extending its branches into all regions of the globe with people of every nation taking shelter in its shade. But the parable of the mustard seed could also refer to the kingdom of God in the soul. It all begins with that tiny seed of sanctifying grace planted in our soul at baptism. And then the actual graces and inspirations of the Holy Ghost sowed in the soul by the divine sower. 
And that seed grows, and it grows until it, its roots go deeper and deeper into the soul until finally the soul has been conquered by Christ. Mustard seeds. I have a thought about them today. As we said, they are small, insignificant things which are, at the, be are the beginning of something bigger. Now, isn't our life filled with com the commonplace and insignificant events? Our whole life at times seems so insignificant. But we know how they can either ruin a day or make a day. It's something small to lose your keys, but you could lose your keys and miss your job. Or it, a kind word is something so small, yet it could change a person's heart. G.K. Chesterton understood this thing about the common. He said once, the most extraordinary thing in the world is an ordinary man and an ordinary woman and their ordinary children. He understood that the ordinary things of life are used by God for very extraordinary purposes, the family to lead the children to heaven. He understood that our Lord chooses humble beginnings, that he chooses the weak things to confound the strong, and he uses them always for something bigger. Well, shouldn't we too? After all, we are imitators, or should be, of God. I mean, if our life is filled with the insignificant, the tiny, the small, then shouldn't we use it all for our eternal salvation? I'll never forget the story of St. Teresa of Avila. She, when she decided to enter the convent, thought that it would be a, a life of heroic deeds. But she quickly found out that it wasn't, and that instead she lived a life following a schedule, a schedule of prayers and meals and laundry and work and all of the rest. She realized it's not the big things that matter. Her little Therese, she knew right from the beginning that grand things are not the most important. She said, do small things, but do them with great love. Now, St. Gertrude, she was a great, great mystic. She had visions of our Lord in which our Lord actually had not just spoken to her and given her messages, but had a very familiar conversation with. Well, even though she was a mystic and went into ecstasy, she was used to doing and accepting the small things of life and offering them to God. And it was that, not her ecstasies, that made her a saint. Did you know, I mentioned this on the Feast of St. Gertrude, so some of you have heard it, but did you know that St. Gertrude, her whole life long, 
even when she was at the heights of sanctity and holiness. She suffered from anxiety and mental depression. You would never expect that in the life of a saint, would you? But it's true. Her whole life, she says, was one of ups and downs, just like ours. She said that on one day she would be very happy and consoled and receive all sorts of consolations and prayer, and the very next day she'd be down in the pits of discouragement. They were caused by all of the same reasons that cause ours. They were caused by Sometimes by her physical exhaustion, she didn't get enough rest. Sometimes they were caused by the thought of her own faults. And sometimes it was caused by the thought of the neglected graces that she had. All of that caused a sort of depression. But in those times, she always went to our Lord, and he always brought her consolation. Did you know, too, that she was one of those, she was always busy and always doing something for our Lord, or always wanted to be at least. She struggled with not being able to do that in her illnesses. On one occasion it says that she struggled with having to miss Mass and other things that she enjoyed when she was ill. This comes from her biography. She had, among other things, a weak heart, which made her unable to exert herself too much. She didn't complain, but she made use of it for our Lord. And she said this, a beautiful prayer to try to remember. Dearest Lord, I offer thee my heart, weak as it is, with all of its wishes and affections, so that you may take pleasure in it according to thy will. This tiny act of offering her heart to God, this small prayer, was so pleasing to him that he appeared to her and said, Gertrude, I accept the offering of your feeble heart, and I prefer it to any other stronger one. Another time when St. Gertrude could not sing the divine office with the other sisters due to her illness, she complained politely to our Lord, well, here I am, and you can almost hear yourself saying this sometimes, here I am in this pew, not feeling too well, and I'm hardly even exerting myself to speak even a word or two in prayer. Well, our Lord then appeared to her and said to her, Gertrude, I find real pleasure in those very few words you say or chant to me, because few as they are, you have the intention of praising me. Our Lord takes the little things. And one day, here's yet another anecdote which is particularly charming. One day, St. Gertrude due to her illness and weakness was at, at Mass was debating whether or not she should stand or sit for the gospel. 
I'm sure you've done that too. You're not feeling so well that morning, and you're thinking, I'd rather sit for the gospel, but should I, or should I offer it up and stand? Well, she did the same thing in her mind. She's going back and forth because her illness made any sort of movement extremely painful, but she only wanted to do what pleased our Lord most. So she asked him, and he replied. He said, Gertrude, when you do anything with difficulty or which is beyond your strength, I receive it as if I had absolute need of it for my honor. But when you omit anything in order to take due care of your health, referring your act to my glory, well, I accept it as if I, being ill myself, could not do without it. Therefore, he continues, I will reward you in either case in a manner befitting my glory and magnificence. You see how condescending and compassionate our Lord is. He accepts even the smallest. So by doing those small things, by accepting those ordinary crosses, the same ones that we do, by accepting them with love for God, St. Gertrude gained in return the love of the Sacred Heart. She became so pleasing to him by doing these small things that our Lord once said of her to another sister, in Gertrude I find so much pleasure that often when I am offended by others, I come to her for rest and comfort. mustard seeds, small, insignificant things that grow into beautiful trees. So our life is filled with the proverbial mustard seeds, our ordinary crosses and duties. Do the commonplace. Do it well. Do it for the love of God or for some supernatural end. And those little mustard seeds will sprout into beautiful trees, and you can climb your way to heaven thereon. May God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.